Welcome to the Evolving Accountant Podcast. We all know that some accountants can be boring, but definitely not this one. Why talk trial balances and P&L when we can get ripped jeans into the boardroom and hear business insights from people who have really walked the talk? Get ready. Here comes an all-new episode with your host, Darren Wingfield. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Evolving Accountant Podcast, powered by Harlands. Delighted to be joined today by Teddy Lee, founder and CEO of Mackie Ramen. First of all, Teddy, welcome to the show. And for our listeners out there, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? But more importantly, what's your drive to get out of bed in the morning? Hi, Darren. Thank you very much for having me. So my name is Teddy, and I'm the founder and the CEO of uh, Maki and Ramen. Uh, Maki and Ramen is basically a Japanese restaurant, a chain Japanese restaurant focused on ramen, eight-hour cooking broth, and uh, homemade uh, ramen, and also sushi. And what's driving me uh, in the morning, I think, is the people. I think I have a very, I have an incredible team that I need to look after. And they've been with me during the difficult time and then the happy high peak time. So really looking after them and changing the narrative of hospitality when they say it's the long hours under pressure. I just want to change the narrative of the hospitality industry. There's a high pressure, long hour working, no work balance. So I want to like just change that and then give them everything that they need. Perfect. Can you tell us a little bit about what your career or your journey has been before ultimately becoming the CEO? So I'm Chinese. I born in Israel. I grew up there. Um, I started my hospitality uh, work at about 16. And then I move on to different kind of like bistro, French, Italian, tapas. I got my working visa in the UK. So I moved in in 2002. And then I started to work in a Chinese restaurant for like six years. And this is where I started to like uh, build my own uh, skill and knowledge of restaurants. Um, after that, I opened my own restaurant, which is the first Japanese restaurant, which is about seven years ago. Perfect. So if, when we're looking at what you do on a day-to-day basis, or as you talk about the first Japanese restaurant and stuff, why pick that? Obviously, you've just said that you've got a, a, been through a number of sector uh, specialisms or different cultures within that food. Why did you go for that? What was the reasons behind it? And can you talk a little about what sort of what you describe what the business does as well? Okay, so why Japanese? Um, I personally really love Japanese restaurants, like Japanese food in general, uh, culture. When I think about going out to eat, so you have the Italian, you have the pizza, the burger, I normally would choose Japanese. So it's very, very into me. So this is why I choose Japanese restaurant. And at that time when I opened, there wasn't many Japanese restaurants as well. So I find it quite unique. Okay. Yeah. The reason I choose Mac and Ramen is because um, I see a lot of Japanese restaurants uh, beforehand. They are focusing on everything in Japan. Um, so if you go to Japan, you will see like a ramen shop, a sushi shop, a rice shop, a, a udon shop. But but then they put everything in one menu. So I just take two of the very essential element, which is ramen and sushi. And then I just put them together and really just focus on that. So the menu is small, but then we will just 
really touching these two main uh, ingredients. Okay, perfect. Obviously, as you mentioned, you're part of the food and drink industry or in the hospitality sector. The feedback we've had on the recent shows is that sector is the sector on steroids. It's the fastest moving. You've already mentioned high pressure, the long hours and stuff. As a founder and CEO, I'd be interested to get your opinion on what you feel is the most important personality trait or strength for someone to work in that sector. So if you were sort of going to clone the perfect employee or the perfect Uh director or founder to go alongside you, what traits would you be looking for in that person? So I think um, discipline, consistencies, persistence. So it's always been up and down. So you have to, there's a lot of my team, they actually crashed in the middle of the service because there's just so high pressure. So, but then they waking up in the morning, they go back home, they wake up in the morning and then they continue doing this. And it's been years and years. Uh, body and mind, I think uh, body is more like exercising and uh, mind is more like the mindset, frugality as well. So, yeah. Would you describe yourself when you became a founder as an entrepreneur, as someone giving it a go when you were setting up your restaurant on your own? So it wasn't like this. It was when I started to open my first restaurant, when I wanted to open, I just wanted to, because I've been working to this industry for 20, 25 years. And then I just wanted to have something by myself that is owned by me, uh, you know, choosing all these uh, cutleries and like the tablecloth, napkin and small little things that is like buying for myself. And then I was thinking just having a restaurant for me and my family. It wasn't have like a vision of like opening worldwide or nationwide and stuff like that at the beginning. Okay. Yes. And then just, you know, snowball rolling and rolling and rolling. I didn't even realize how fast it is. So can we talk about that, about that journey, that snowball effect? So what what happened at the start, your mindset when you created this one for my family to where we are today? So at the beginning, I thought like just having like a family running restaurant, a very small 25 cover restaurant. And at that time, I have my first baby as well. So I was trying to like juggle between the time and then... The business starting to get really, really busy. And then I had uh, someone offer a shop for me, another restaurant nearby. So because it's so busy that I had a long queue, so I need to have another restaurant nearby to fit them in. So then the second is came in. So the second restaurant came in. And then I have another friend that they say is that, you know, the restaurant is struggling, would you like to take it over? And then... I just keep taking and keep taking and taking. And then until I realized that, you know, I have like four or five restaurants at that time, that was like like a very fast pace as growing up as a business. And then after that, I realized that I couldn't actually manage all of them. I was starting as a technician. So I have chef and, and waiter and then custom service. And then after that, I become more manager, but I don't really have the training of management. And then things is getting kind of like rumble because I couldn't manage all of them. And then I start to hire people. They are a lot much better than me in different sector. So then they will just look after that after. Yeah. So what what's the numbers currently look like now? What how many restaurants are we on? Under the same umbrella of Maki Ramen, we're looking at 12 restaurants. 
in one factory within seven years. That's good going, isn't it? That's good go. That's good go. <laughs> if you were reflecting on that business now and where you're sat today, what would be that one thing that you look back on going that you weren't it was a success when you look when you reflected, but at the time it wasn't, or you would or you don't see it as or you didn't expect it to be, I should say. Uh-huh. Um, there are a few things that um, I didn't expect, uh, which is part of marketing. I think uh, we did uh, uh, like a dog menu, and I was telling to my marketing like, just just leave it. There you go, and it was like boom. It was on the news, and then the, the social media went viral. Um, so dog food is actually something very uh, unexpected. Uh, one more uh, very big, which is vegan. So I didn't see vegan as a, well beforehand. I didn't see vegan. It was a, tr- a trend. So many people talking about this, but I couldn't find a very successful vegan restaurant. And that's the thing. So I didn't start any vegan dishes in the menu. I just put a vegan, vegetarian, but it wasn't like a full page of vegan menu. And then I managed to outsource some vegan ramen and some uh, vegan material to mimic the same tonkatsu ramen, which is our signature ramen, to the same taste. And this is where I started to open like a vegan menu, full page, and then boom, this is where uh, the vegan come in. And then take about 20% of our sale, 20, 25%. Oh, so how many covers are you roughly doing now? Well, it depends on the restaurant. So I have a small restaurant uh, that have only five covers, but they are more like a delivery site. I have the biggest restaurant right now I have is 100 cover. Yeah. So there's some there's some fair numbers that you, you're doing day in, day out, every weekend, high intensity. Would, would you describe that? Yes. Uh, very. Uh, we're looking at about 5,000 ramen a week. So that's the calculation. So we're feeding, so we're literally feeding 5,000 people with noodles, with soup noodles every week. And that's not including sushi and stuff like that. It's a lot of noodles. There's a lot of noodles, yes. yes. <laughs> we make our own noodle. Uh, we have a machine. And at the beginning, there's only one guy making the noodle. And then now we have two machines, two people making noodle. Um, every one hour, they're producing about 60 ramen. So they need to have consistency just go on and go on. I think we need a third machine, Teddy. We will, I will need a third machine soon. <laughs> soon. Yeah. So, obviously, there's a lot going on in your business. So, first of all, thank you for taking the time out to have a quick chat. How do you stay on top of it? What's your productivity hack? Wake up early in the morning. That's not my choice, by the way. It's my kids waking me up. But then exercise, black coffee, and cold shower. <laughs> Sorry, exercise, cold shower, and black coffee. <laughs> yes. Cool. yes, cold shower is really, really helped. I really, really recommend to a lot of people. Like you, you're starting with hot, you turn it on into like cold shower, and then just it wakes you up and it gives you a lot of energy after that. Would Would you change anything? Like where you currently are right now, would would you consider changing anything? It's it's interesting question actually, but I, I but I've been learning and program not to say kind of like what if. So I wouldn't change anything because if I would know what I know before, I wouldn't maybe I wouldn't even really reach to where we are right now. So I I believe in learning by mistake. 
So if I have something that fell, I learn from it and I change it to a better. But if I would try to like learn a lot of, like already know a lot of things and avoid a lot of mistakes, I might find myself another more mistake after that. Okay. In- interesting theory. <laughs> yeah. I'll I give you an example. I know some people that they, that they manage a lot of the restaurant, a chain restaurant, for example, and then they wanted to come out and, and open their own restaurant. Now, they be able to manage, say like in a restaurant, you have five levels and they are working on like level number three, for example, and they are really, really good at that. But the level one, uh, one they're missing. And this is the foundation of it. So from zero to one is a lot more difficult than after that. So the zero to one, that's the foundation of it, how to cook, how to sell. This is a lot more important than looking at numbers and managing people and stuff like that at the beginning. Okay, that makes sense now. I get you. <laughs> so what's next? What What's coming next for you as an individual and for the brand? Me as an individual, there's not much I'm, I really like uh, what I'm doing. So I'm just continue doing uh, things for the company, for the team that surrounded me. I am... Maki Ramin going to expand in England. So we're based in Scotland. Right now we have one dark kitchen in Manchester, but we're looking for opening restaurants in Manchester, Sheffield, Newcastle, Liverpool, Leeds, you name it. So we're expanding a lot in in England right now. So what, what does that look like in, in the next, is that three, six, 12 months, 24 yes. months? How, yes. how quick... Based on 12 restaurants in seven years, Teddy, and now you've got the hang of things, how quick are you looking to make them them things happen? Because the restaurant now, we're changing the narrative of the restaurant. So we have a smaller restaurant. Now we have a big restaurant with a lot of like renovation and there's a lot of feature in there. Uh, it's very Instagrammable. Obviously, it costs a lot more uh, because we start to tap into all this uh, shopping mall and expensive city center, uh, the restaurant. So our expansion plan will be something like four to six a year. Okay. Four to six restaurants a year. Okay. That's going at some as well, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully it will be. Yeah, hopefully there's no more COVID, no more recession. Yeah, everything will be okay. Amazing. So you sort of touched on this before where you said if you'd known what you do now, you wouldn't have gone, you wouldn't have done what you've done. Yes, correct. What would you, what do you wish you had known when you'd started out? I think marketing, because I didn't start marketing until I have four to five restaurants. Like my Facebook page, I just do it myself with my phone, take a picture and then no hashtag, nothing. I wish I could start the marketing earlier because then it will be a lot much better in terms of digital visibility, understanding that the, the, the customer is not only eating the ramen itself, but is also the experience, the atmosphere, and then understand that they like to take picture of everything and then just post it into their own social media. Okay. Final couple of questions from me, Teddy. One of our core values is we love to learn. So I always ask every guest, how do you learn? How do you take advice from? And if you had... I think that audible really, really help. If you'd like to me recommend one book, it would be Emeth. 
by Michael Gerber. There is all other books like uh, Paradox, the, the Chain Paradox, Atomic Habit. For personal finance, is put at Rich Dad. So lots of audio. And I would highly recommend to get a coach. So I have a business coach from Action Coach. They help me from a technician working as a chef and service. They open the mind and then saying like, hey, you you should be on the top of it and then try to manage your business and looking at numbers and lots of growth mindset going on there. So I think really, really important is a, co- is a coach. Okay, perfect. Last question. How do people find out more about yourself, Teddy, or more about the brand? What's the best way to get that and get that information? So I'm on LinkedIn, but on the brand, you can just Google Maki and Ramin, M-A-K-I-R-A-M-E-N. And you got Instagram. Uh, I mean, we got Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn as well. Cool. Just want to say thank you for your time today, Tim. I'll uh, let you go and get some more noodles prepared, ready for them. The dishes that's getting sold this weekend. Um, thank you for having a quick chat with me today. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening to The Evolving Accountant. You can find out more and get show notes for this and all our other episodes at theevolvingaccountant.co.uk.